thankful this afternoon. We thank you, O Lord, for the opportunity to come before you once again. Spirit of God, we ask that you speak to our hearts. Holy Spirit, we ask that you have your way. Oh, Lord Jesus, we ask that you have access to our hearts. I pray, Lord, that you use me only as a vessel. Let all the honor be unto you. Let all the glory be unto you. I pray, Lord, that the word that shall proceed out of my mouth shall not be of man's wisdom. But I pray, Lord, it shall be the engrafted word of God. You know my inadequacies. You know my weaknesses. Spirit of God, I avail myself only as a vessel. Just use me and speak to us. Speak to us and have your way in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, with a clap offering, why don't you take your seats? Wonderful. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Well, I believe the Lord is going to speak to us this afternoon. The Lord is going to speak to us this afternoon. This, today, we, um, remember I shared with you many weeks ago, and I mentioned that um, there are different types of feeding that we are having now in a church and today we're going to begin another series of messages hallelujah and um, we are going to share it for some few weeks and i believe you will be blessed amen you will be blessed hallelujah so i want everyone to pay attention and have a heart that is prepared to receive the word of God. Amen. Well, I believe that um, there are certain messages that um, you, if you've been in this church for a while, you realize that um, it's not a message that we emphasize on all the time. Hallelujah. You know, Lighthouse, we are not a church that places so much emphasis on money and wealth and all prosperity. Hallelujah. It's not, it's, we are not a type of church that is always praying, or always preaching on prosperity and preaching on money. And, and a lot of times, this is a kind of message that people want to hear. Hallelujah. When people go to churches... They want to hear about prosperity, that they will prosper. Hallelujah. Now, even though we as a church, we don't preach so much about such things, we are a prosperous church. Hallelujah. I say we are a prosperous church. Now, I always want to encourage you to visit our website and look at some of the things that the church is doing. One of the areas that you can see the things that the church is doing and what the church is involved with is to go to the place where they talk about the projects of the church. Hallelujah. And see. And you'll be amazed. 
you'll be amazed to know what the Lord is doing. And you will think that it's a church that is constantly preaching about prosperity. Hallelujah. Now, it's not because we don't believe in prosperity. Oh, we are a church that really believes in prosperity. Hallelujah. And our prosperity is also not a result of the fact that we have a lot of millionaires or millionaire businessmen as our members in the church who donate to our churches. Do you understand? But we have caught, we have caught the ancient mysterious aspect of wealth in the scriptures. Hallelujah. I said, we as a church, we have caught the ancient mysterious aspect of wealth that is in the scriptures. Hallelujah. And I, as a pastor, if I don't share these things with you, if I do not show you this mystery, I do you a disfavor. Hallelujah. I say, I do you a disfavor. Amen. And so it is my responsibility to show you this mystery. It is a mystery that is in the scriptures and it has blessed us as a church. It has blessed so many people and you also, you ought to know. Hallelujah. Now, how many of you want to know this mystery? How many of you want to know the mystery to prosperity? You want to know this ancient historical mystery of God to cause you to prosper. Hallelujah. Are you sure you want to know? Are you sure you want to know? Hallelujah. Well, today I am going to talk to you about tithing. I'm going to talk to you about tithing. Hallelujah. About tithe. Amen. I'm going to talk to you about this mystery called tithe. Hallelujah. Amen. God's plan, God's plan for you to prosper is quite mysterious. Amen. I say God's plan for his saints to prosper is quite mysterious. Hallelujah. Now the interesting thing though is that as much as a lot of people want to prosper, as much as so many people want to prosper, they don't want to hear about the real means to prosper. People don't like to hear about the real means of prosper, how to prosper. And in fact, I believe that even when I just said that I'm going to teach you about tithing, some of you are not happy. You say, oh, there we go again, these churches and money. These churches and money. True or not true? Oh, we are in church. It's Sunday. You see? And God knows, you see, when we pray, we say, may he have access to our hearts. And so, avail your heart for the Lord to speak to you. Hallelujah. I say, avail your heart for the Lord to speak to you. I say that so many people do not want to hear about the real means to prosper. Amen. Now, do you know why a lot of people don't want to hear it? Do you know why a lot of people get irritated? You know, a lot of people get agitated, and a lot of people get, even when you introduce a topic, they say, oh, if this was what he was going to talk about, maybe I shouldn't have come today. Oh, yes. A lot of people do not want to hear it. 
Now the reason is because it is mysterious. It is mysterious. And people do exactly what the scriptures says we should not do concerning this area. It is a mystery. And we do, the reason why we don't like to hear about it is because we do exactly concerning this area of our lives, concerning the area of money and tithing, we do exactly what the scripture says we should not do about it. Hallelujah. You want to know what the scripture says about it? Are you sure? Okay, let us read Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5. Now, I like how the message put, because, you see, the message has a way of putting the scriptures in a message form. To put all the verses in a message form. So, turn with me to Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5. And if we can read it from the message version. Hallelujah. It says, trust God, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. And it says, don't try, don't try to figure out everything on your own. I want you to listen very carefully. I want you to have, I want, listen, it is my heart desire, truly, it's my heart desire, Kofi, that the members of my church prosper. Amen. It is my heart desire that you do well. Amen. It is my heart desire that you become wealthy. Amen. And so if there is any mystery in the scriptures that I have to reveal to you, or if there is anything that I can do that is scriptural that I have to do to you to make you prosper, I will do that. Amen. Hallelujah. And so I want, you, I want you to bring me your attention. Because your lives are about to change. Amen. I say your lives are about to change. Amen. Your lives are about to be transformed. Amen. Just don't do what the scripture says you should not do. Don't do it. And just listen. Amen. And I'll start again. He says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Truly, from the bottom of your heart. He says, trust God. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Do not try to figure. Don't try. Don't try. He says, listen for God's voice in everything you do. Listen for God's voice in everything you do. Everywhere you go. He is the one who will keep you on track God he's the one who will keep you on track he says don't assume that you know it all you see because the moment I introduced the topic there were so many people who knew the scripture that we are going to use about Titan oh he's going to quote Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10 he's going to talk about do not rob God don't steal from God he's talking about bringing all the tithe into my you see don't assume that you know everything or you know it all. He said, run to God. Run from evil. That thought of yours right now is evil. Run from it. Don't assume that you know it all. Run to God. Run from evil. Your body will glow with health. 
your body will glow with health. I want you to listen very carefully. It says, your very bones will vibrate with life. The next verse, it says, honor God with everything you own. Give him the first and the best. And he says, don't think you know it all. Don't, don't understand it in your own way. Don't interpret it in your own way. He says, your body will glow with health and your bones will vibrate with life. Then he says, honor God with everything you own. Give him the first and the best. Hallelujah. So he says, don't do this. Don't do this about the things that you know. Because the moment we talk about the scriptures and the moment God begins to talk about how he's ready to cause you to prosper, you start giving your own interpretation and giving your own understanding. But he says, in this area, lean out on your own understanding. In this area, do not try to understand it at all on your own. It is the word of God. Just accept it and obey it. Hallelujah. Just accept it and obey. Amen. Amen. Otherwise, you will disagree with it. Don't question it. Just obey. Otherwise, you will disagree. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 6. It says, How be it, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet... Not the wisdom of this world. How be it, we speak wisdom amongst them that are perfect. Yet, not the wisdom of this world. Nor of the princes of this world. That come to naught. You know, can you give us a scripture that talks about, not, not talking about not and thou. and Just give me, like, the message. Give me uh, the message. Give me the message in Second Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 6. It says, we of course, we of course have plenty of wisdom to pass on to you once you get your feet on firm spiritual ground. This afternoon, I want you to get your feet on a firm spiritual ground. Because if you don't get your feet on a firm spiritual ground, we cannot impact onto you. It says, we of course, we have plenty of wisdom to pass on to you. But it is only once you get your feet on a firm spiritual ground. He said, but it's not popular wisdom. It's not popular wisdom. It's not the kind of wisdom that is on the street. It's not the kind of wisdom that makes sense to you. It's not popular wisdom. The fashionable wisdom of high-priced experts. You know, the fashionable wisdom of high-priced experts. People who have studied. People who know the market. People who know bonds. People who know stock market. People who know stock exchange. He says, not that type of wisdom. People who know about investment. Experts. He says, it's not, but it's not popular wisdom. Not the fashionable wisdom of high-priced experts. You see, sometimes you pay high price to go for some financial seminar. And people show you how you can invest your money. Huh, John? 
the wisdom of man, I tell you. He says the fashionable wisdom of high-priced experts that will be out of date in a year or so. You see that it's working, they're bringing you the dividend. Isn't that so? For a year or so. And then after a year... <laughs> the next verse, it says, God's wisdom is something what? Say to your neighbor. God's wisdom is something what? It is mysterious. That goes deep into the interior of his purpose. It says God's wisdom is something mysterious that goes deep into the interior of his purpose. Listen, God wants you to prosper. His purpose is for you to prosper. Money is not an evil thing. God wants you to have money. If money is an evil thing, people that God called his own friends will not be called wealthy people. Abraham was a wealthy person, but God called him his own friend. God will not not take certain decisions without discussing it with Abraham. David was a very prosperous man. Solomon was a very... I don't know if I should... Solomon was a very prosperous man. Hallelujah. Money is not evil. The love of money is evil. Hallelujah. He says, he says, God's wisdom is something mysterious that goes deep into the interior of his purpose. You don't find it lying on the surface. It's not something that you can just grasp like that. It's not the latest message. But more like the oldest. What God determined as the way to bring out his best in us long before we ever arrived even on the scene. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. 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 It says God's wisdom is mysterious. And you cannot understand it by the surface. You cannot understand. It will not make any sense to you. So do not try to interpret it with your own understanding. Hallelujah. Do not try, do not make any effort to understand it on the surface. You know, look at some of the things God says about how to get more wealth. Look at this. Look and you try and and explain it to yourself and see if it makes sense to you. Look at a scripture in Luke chapter 6 and verse 38. In the New Living Translation. Luke chapter 6 and verse 38. Look at this. He says, give. Look. Give and you will receive. Does it make sense to you? He says, give and you will receive. Your gift, when you give, your gift, it shall return to... Is that what we see? That when you give gift, then the gift is walking back to you. It says, give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full press down. Shaking together to make room for more. The gift that you, you have given out. As you were going to the store, you were not happy at all. Hey, this thing has come again. <laughs> I have to. And then you look and this is too expensive. Ah, oh, this one is too expensive. You were looking for the one on sale. Do you see? And it's, it looks nice, but you didn't spend too much. Because, you see, if you understand this scripture, you won't go through that trouble. But he says, 
Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full press down, shaking together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. Hey! It's a mystery. It's a mystery that you are giving will bring abundance. That as you have given, it will overflow on your lap. You have to shake your bank account so that you can make room for more. That means that you have a city bank account. You have to open another one at Chase. And Bank of America so that the people can be signing their checks into them. Hallelujah. And then listen. It says the amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Is that what we understand? What a shock. Hallelujah. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Listen to me. As I am sharing this message, I want you to, I want you to remove yourself, remove yourself from the I don't have category. Please, try as much as you can. Close your eyes and say, I have. Say to yourself, I have. Say, I am well off. Say, I can give. I can give. I am well off. Hallelujah. I want you to remove yourself from that category of people, that group of people who always brand themselves that I don't have. And makes you compare and says, ah, if I look at how much he has and compare to what I, it looks like I don't even have to give. I want you to remove yourself from that. Because if you don't do that, you catch yourself from this blessing. If you are not able to, because you see, the blessing, it comes in giving. And if you, are, if you place yourself in, I don't have, you will never give. And if you don't give, you will never receive. I want you to remove yourself from that category of, I do not have. Say, I have. I have. Hallelujah. Take yourself away from that category. Amen. And no matter how much you have, you have. No matter how much you have, you have. Another person may have $100. You have $10. You have. And if it is $1 that you can give, you will also give that $1. Hallelujah. So please, remove yourself from that category. From today, don't ever place yourself. When people are coming around and they are collecting money, do not place yourself in I don't have. Whatever that you have, take what it is and give. Because the blessing, it comes in the giving. The blessing, it comes when you give. It does not come when you give. But it's a mystery. I say it is mysterious. But try not to understand it with your own mind. That is why he says, lean not on your own understanding. Do not lean on your own understanding. Hallelujah. Another scripture. Luke chapter 20 and verse 35. Look, the giving, the, 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 the way to, the pathway to prosperity is mysterious. 
But I want you, what we, I'm trying to do is to break this mystery to you such that you can receive it and take your mind and understanding away. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 20 and verse 35. It says, but in the age to come, those worthy of being raised from the dead will neither marry, no, that is not my scripture. I think um, we are not marrying and divorcing right now. I think, what did I give you? Luke chapter 20. No, not, that is not my scripture. I will, um, hallelujah. Let me find you that scripture, and I believe it will bless you. Amen. 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 The way of God's prosperity, the way is mysterious. Hallelujah. I say it is mysterious. Amen. Amen. Okay, why don't we read, read Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20 and verse 35. Acts chapter 20 and verse 35. Look at this. He says, Paul is saying, he says, and I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. It's mysterious. It says, it is more blessed. How can it be more blessed? It's mysterious. It says, it is more blessed to give than to what? To receive. It is a blessing to give. It is more of a blessing to give than to receive. Therefore, always, if you want to receive blessing, place yourself in the giving end. I say, place yourself in a giving end. Because unless you do not believe the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, you should remember the words of our Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Sheila, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Always place yourself in a giving end. Hallelujah. Sister Gladys, always place yourself in the giving end. Because that is the blessing end. That is the end where the blessing comes. Hallelujah. Another scripture. Proverbs. Chapter 11 and verse 24. Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 24. You can read that in the King James Version. Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 24. It says, There is that scattered. That means there is one person who scatters. You know, as for him, whenever he gets, he scatters around, he gives around. There is that scatter it, and yet increase it. It's a mystery. I say it's a mystery. It's a mystery. It says there is that scatter it, and yet increase it. And there is that withhold it more than its meat, but it tendereth to poverty. It tendereth to poverty. We are unveiling this mystery to prosperity. 
You see, in our own understanding, keeping, 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 we think that we will have more. But the scripture is telling you that as far as my prosperity is concerned, the one who keeps, 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 it tends to poverty. It's mysterious. It's mysterious. If you want to prosper, you have to accept the scriptures. You have to accept the word of God and put it into practice. He says, do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways, in all your ways, acknowledge him, including your giving. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Hallelujah. The next verse. You know, let's read this. Let's read this in another version. Let's read this in. You want to read it from the message? Let's read it from message. He says, the wealth of the generous gets larger and larger. The one who is generous, his wealth gets larger and larger. You know, so sometimes they say, ah, this guy, he has no sense. He just, he sees you and then here. Oh, did you say, oh, here, 20 down. And then you see people are saying, hey, he doesn't know that we came here to, for a reason. What does he have? But the scripture is showing us that the wealth of the generals gets larger and larger. And the wealth of the stingy. Ah, 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 ah. Stingy. Ah, oh, mm, ah. It, it means it pains you. When you give, it pains you. After you have given, you look at the money as it's going to the person. And then your eyes follow. Your eyes follow. You bought, you bought, you bought a blouse for the sister. And then every time the sister wears a blouse, your eyes following. Ah, I could have kept this blouse. Every time you see it, you see, because you didn't like it. You didn't like, but you didn't. Ah, is that the same blouse? They pays you. It's like they have put pepper in your. Hallelujah. It pays you. It says the wealth of the stingy, it gets smaller, smaller, and smaller. And you see, in our own understanding, we think that, you see, the reason why you are stingy is because you think that when you keep, you have more. Isn't that so? The reason why you don't give and you are stingy is because you don't want to lose it. But the scripture is saying that when you lose it, you gain. It's a mystery. I say it is a mystery. It is a mystery. Hallelujah. It is a mystery. Now, there is, you know, this mystery, there is this mystery that has been practiced by one nation. There is a nation which has practiced this mystery. They have practiced this mystery for a long time. And they have practiced it historically. And historically, they are are true believers of this mystery. Hallelujah. They believe in this mystery to prosperity. And they have believed it historically. As ancient as it has been... And some of us, the reason why we don't believe in this mystery is because we think it's ancient. 
it is old, it's archaic. And this particular nation, as ancient as this mystery has been, they continue to believe in it fully and they continue to practice this principle of tithing. Hallelujah. How many of you know which nation we are talking about? It's the nation of Israel. The Jews. Hallelujah. It's not Ghana. <laughs> Hallelujah. You thought it was Ghana. <laughs> or you thought it was Nigeria. Because they give. No, it's not Nigeria. It's not America. Hallelujah. It's Israel. Hallelujah. And I want us to look at certain facts and certain statistics of this nation. I want us to look at what has happened to this nation, what has happened to this group of people as they have accepted this mystery and they have practiced this mystery for years. What has happened to them? And I'm going to read these facts. I mean, these are statistics that have been compiled. And our papa, the bishop, who wants us all to prosper. And that is what we are sharing in all of our churches for the next few weeks worldwide. And I believe that it it is a great wisdom. And this is a father who wants us to prosper. And so, please, just throw away your understanding about finances and let us accept what the Lord wants us to hear. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, I am going to share with you from the book Why Non-Titan Christians Become Poor and How Titan Christians Can Become Rich. Hallelujah. Why Non-Titan Christians Can Become Poor and why Titan Christians can become rich. Now, this message, you see, I'm going to share certain things with you about the Jews. And I want to also break another understanding and another concept that you as a born-again Christian can receive this blessing. But yes, before we go into this, let me show you a scripture in Galatians chapter, I believe it's Galatians chapter 3 and verse 29. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 29, so that you can include yourself in this blessing also. It says, and if ye be Christ, that means if you belong to Christ, if ye be Christ, if you are born again, if you are in Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed. You are also Abraham's seed and highest according to the promise. Do you understand the scripture? It says, if you are in Christ, Jennifer, if you are born again and you are in Christ, then you also have become Abraham's seed just like a Jew. Do you understand? And that the highest, that means the heritage or people who inherit the blessings of Abraham, you are also included. Does that make sense to you? Do you include yourself? Do you see yourself as a Jew by heritage? So this blessing belongs to you. Hallelujah. So, I mean, I believe most of you have this book. I mean, if you don't have it, if you don't have this book, I mean, it's not feeding 527. This is a different feeding for pastors. But I want you to have this book. If you don't have this book, if you do not have this book, you have this book. 
and read it. Don't lean on your own understanding. Read it. And it unveil your eyes to great blessings and prosperity. Hallelujah. So, chapter 11 of this book, it talks about the legendary wealth of Jews. The legendary wealth of Jews. And um, it says, it is a reality that Jews stand out as a small group of persecuted people who are generally wealthier than other ethnic groups. Hallelujah. It is a reality. It is a known fact that Jews stand out as a small group. We know that they are a small group. And they are a group that is persecuted. There are people who are persecuted. Generally, that is how they are. But generally, they are wealthier than any other ethnic group. You see, we are not talking about individuals. If we look at the individuals, we will not get the picture. We are looking at the statistics. We are taking the group as a whole and in general. Do you understand? Because you will find some also who do not believe and who do not practice. And so, don't look at individuals. Look at the group and historical recordings as a whole. Now, there is this gentleman, Mark Twain, who once wrote, he said that the Jews constitute but 1% of the human race. Properly, properly, the Jew ought hardly to be heard of. But he is heard of and has always been heard of. Do you see? They constitute such a small percentage of the world population. And if you were to look at a group like that, you ought not to hear of them. They're supposed to, even if you mention them, no one should know them. On the other hand, they are always heard of. And almost everyone is aware of them. How many of you are here today, you don't know about the Jews? Okay. Now, how many of you are here today? There is a language that I wrote down and I left it. A group of people. A very, very small group like that. But how many of you, how many of you know about the Ewes? Ewes. You know about Ewes. Let me see by show of hand. You see, not everyone. How many of you, you have never heard about Ewes? You see? It's not everyone that knows. Now, you probably happen to know because of where you're coming from. Do you understand? But if I were to ask, how many people know about the, the Gruzis? Do you know about the Gruzis? How many? Let me see by show of hand. Yeah, you see? Only few people know. But you don't know. Do you understand? How many of you know about the Kazakhs? The Kazakhs? Only one person. You see? You don't know about them. It's, it's a small group of people, and they are not to be known. They don't, people don't know them. But these people, they are a small group, less than 1% of the world's population, but they, everyone knows about them. Everywhere. And they talk about them. It says, the Jew is a successful businessman. The immense wholesale business of Broadway is substantially in his hands. The immense successful business on Broadway is substantially in the hands of the Jew. 
85% of the great and lucrative businesses of Germany are in the hands of the Jewish race. 85%. Are you, are you, are you listening to what I'm sharing with you? Maria, are you, are you listening? 85% of the wealth, of the wealth and the lucrative business of Germany are in the hands of Jews. The Jew is a money getter. Hallelujah. You know, when you go to Manhattan and you look at all those skyscrapers, you look at all those buildings, even some of the government buildings, the government, the buildings that the government offices are in, they are owned by Jews. And the government pays them to rent from them. Your apartment, you have never seen a Jew before. He owns that. Your apartment belongs to him. Do you understand? All those apartments that you live in, how many floors? They belong to him. Hallelujah. 1% of the world's population. In reality, Jews do not constitute even one-tenth of 1% of the human race. That means they are less than one-tenth of 1%. Hallelujah. But they are worldwide and they know them. Amen. It says, from the notorious Nazis to Hasidic scholars, from Japan's cultural commentators to conspiracy theorists who have never met a Jew or who have examined the historic and current identity of the Jewish people, acknowledge one simple truth, that Jews are good businessmen. They are good at business. Now, this is true not only in the United States of the 21st century, but also in many countries over many centuries. This is true not only in this country, but in many countries and over many centuries. Over many centuries, this has been the record. It has not changed. It has not moved from the Jews now to the British. It has not moved from the Jews now to the Chinese. It has not changed. To say that now the Chinese economy is this way, so the wealth, the, the richest people are in China. No. This is historical. I am showing you the mystery to prosperity. Hallelujah. It says, whether in Europe, North Africa, or United States, Jews have always been both reviled and admired at the same time. It's like hot and cold. You have to deal with them. You have to admire them. You may not like them, but you have to like them. Do you see? He says, Jews are hated and envied. They are despised. At the same time, they are loved. Sometimes people don't like them, but they are forced to be friends with them. As small a group as they are. Look, I'm sharing the facts with you. I'm sharing facts with you. I'm not advocating Judaism. I'm not advocating. I am showing you the scriptures. And that is why I'm reading these facts to you. Because we come to that. Hallelujah. It says, for people that make up only a little over 2% of the U.S. population, they are disproportionately influential in so many areas of American life. In so many areas of American life. They have a voice in so many areas of American life. Yes. 
they are spoken of, written about, and depicted far more than any other group of similar size. Part of the reason for this is surely their conspicuous economic success. Now, let me tell you nine facts about the wealth of Jews. Nine facts. These are facts. These are statistics. And they, they are all in the books. And references are here. You can go and read them. The percentage of Jewish households with income greater than 50,000, the percentage of Jewish households with income greater than 50,000 is double that of non-Jews. Their percentage is double that of non-Jews. So if you take non-Jews and their percentage of families whose income is greater than 50,000 is 10%, for the Jews, this small group, it is 20%. The percentage of Jewish households with income less than 20,000 is half of that of non-Jews. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? The Jewish advantage in economic status persists to the present day. It remains higher than that of the white Protestants and Catholics. Even among households of similar age, Composition and location. So it does not matter where they are. It does not matter which land they are on. They are always the top. Oh yes. Whether you go to Great Britain. Whether you go to um, France. Wherever you go. Whether you go to Russia. 45%. Listen. 45% of the top 40 of the Forbes 400, you know Forbes? 40, 40% of the top 400 richest Americans. 40%. Look at, I'm talking about a population, Kofi, who's, which is less than one-tenth of 1% of the world's population. Now, 40% of the world's top 400 richest people in the world are Jews. 40%. One third of American multi-millionaires are tallied as Jewish. One third, one third of Americans multi-millionaires, they are tallied as Jewish. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? One third of all American millionaires, all of American millionaires, one third of them are Jewish. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? He says, 20% of professors, look, 20% of professors at leading universities are Jewish. 20% of professors, if you go to Harvard, 20% of the professors are Jewish. If you go to Cornell, 20% of the professors are Jewish. If you go to NYU, 20% of the professors are Jewish. If you go to Columbia, 20% of the professors are Jewish. If you go to Princeton, if you go to all the top U.S. universities, 20% 20% are Jewish. The top professors, they are Jewish. And I have gone to some of these schools to listen to how they take their professors, how they hire them. And it's not easy. So that they will bring a professor from, from Oxford, pay them big amount of money to come to their schools. And if you take all of these ones, 20%, 20% of them, they are Jewish. 40% of Partners in the leading law firms in the New York and 
in New York, 40% of partners in the leading law firms in New York and Washington are Jewish. 40%. Listen, 40% of partners in leading law firms in New York and in Washington, they are Jewish. You know, if you're talking about top law firm, that means that they win their cases, isn't that so? That means that there's something behind them that makes them win their cases. So if you have a case and you're looking for someone who can potentially win, I don't know what you look for. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, that is why you look for someone who pays his tight. You see, a lawyer who pays his tight is very likely to have the backing of heaven to win his case. Yeah. That is why top, top, top lawyers, tw- how many percent? 40%. They are Jewish. Top, top, top fans, law fans. One day, one day, um, I think it was Bishop Oyadipo. He was, he came from an airport. I told you that. He came from an airport. I mean, he came from a country and arrived in an airport, in an airport and somebody was picking him up. And the person brought a nice car. You know, and he sat in the car. So he, as he was going, he started to chat, you know, with a man of God. The man, the guy started, and he started asking. So the question that he asked him, he said, do you pay your tithe? He asked the driver, the driver who was assigned to come and pick him. He said, do you pay your tithe? He says, oh, sometimes, you know, sometimes the difficulty in the life. He said, stop the car, stop the car, stop the car right now, stop the car. Stop the car. Let me get off before you get into accident because you don't have the backing of heavens. He says, stop that. You know, you see, think about it. Think, you see, sometimes you are looking for a husband to marry and you say, oh, this is who I'm married and the person doesn't pay tithe. How are you going to prosper? How are you going to live a prosperous life? You are a Christian, you are marrying someone who does not pay tithe. You are marrying a woman who does not pay tithe. You are marrying a woman who is not favor, is not, is not, is not honest with her tithe. She's going to bring you poverty. Poverty. If you are looking for prosperity. You see, that is why, you see, the, the scriptures, you see, that is why, he says, when you are marrying someone, you are looking for love, and the person does not know God, that person cannot love you. Because the scripture says, God is love. God is love. That is, you see. Anyway, let me continue my message. Before I change, before I change my message. Sometimes I pity these young people. You know? The key is very simple. Simple. Very, very simple. You are looking for a prosperous marriage. You are looking for a marriage where you will enjoy. Where you can go on vacation. Where you can go to Dubai. And you can go to Japan. And you can go to, um, what is the Asian places now? You can go to Paris. And then they can take you to shop. Go on shopping. Expensive stores and shop. And you, you, you say, he doesn't pay his tithe. 99% of your life is gone. It's gone. Miserable marriage. And the pastor is the one who is going to inherit all your problems. I'm giving you the key before you get there. I'm giving you the key. Unless you don't believe in the mysterious wisdom of God.
Sometimes we have to, you see, that's why you sit in a Muslim's car. Minister to him right away. Minister to him. Take the advantage and God will have mercy on you because as you are going, you are doing his work. Before he runs, because he doesn't have the backing of heavens. Yeah. I'm reading the scriptures. Listen to this. 30% of American Nobel Prize winners in science and 25% of all American Nobel winners are Jewish. Did you hear it? 30% of American Nobel Prize winners are Jewish. And 25% of all American Nobel winners, American Nobel winners are Jewish. Hallelujah. Amen. Dr. Thomas Sowell, an African-American economist, senior fellow at Hoover University, created a point scale index that graphed Jewish economic success compared with that of other ethnic groups. You want to hear it? Are you sure you want to hear it? Ethnic group household income within the United States. The U.S. average, the U.S. average is 100. Do you understand? That's the U.S. average. Now, the Jewish, the Jewish average is 172. The U.S. average is 100. The Jewish average is 172. I am sharing something with you. And I want you to understand that it just cannot be, it must be something about these people. It just cannot, what, 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 who are they? Who are they? They are less than 1% of the world's population. So, I am trying to reveal a mystery to you. A mystery is what I'm revealing to you. Because if you look at them and you look at their population, you, they should not even exist. If you look at the things they have gone through. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So if the Lord will open your eyes. I say if the Lord will open your eyes today. You are entering into prosperity. It says the American average is 100. The Jewish average is 172. Now the next, the next second. The second highest is 132. Look at the margin. Look at the margin. And then it goes down. The Polish, 115. Chinese, 112. Italians, 112. Germans, 107. Anglo-Saxon, 107. Irish, 103. Filipinos, 99. West Indians, 94. Mexicans, 76. Puerto Ricans, 63. Native Americans, 60. And the black man, Listen to this. 32. Yours truly. You know? And I am telling you, you see, the curse of a servant of seven shall that be placed. But I am telling you that if you are in Christ, if you are in Christ, you are a new creature. And you are a seed of Abraham. And that is why I'm sharing this with you. I see you moving from the 32 to 100%. I see you moving from the 32 to 107 and moving upward. I see you becoming the higher of Abraham, the seed of Abraham. I see you moving into the 170 range as you are becoming a higher of Abraham because it is unto you. The blessing is unto you. I said the blessing of God is unto you. The blessing is unto you. Hallelujah. 
the secret behind the Jewish cannot come from the fact that they are an old generation, the fact that they, are, they have existed for many years, the fact that they have gone through difficulty and challenges. It is because they believe in the mysterious blessings of God. And they believe in the mysterious way that God is using to bless people. Hallelujah. And God is going to use that to bless you. I say God is going to use that to bless you. I say God is going to use that to bless you. I say you are moving higher. As you are accepting and receiving the mystery of God. As you are accepting God's way of prosperity. As you are placing yourself in the giving end. As you are removing yourself from receiving to the giving end. God is going to bless you. I say God is going to bless you. God is going to bless you. You know, there is something that I want to share with you before we go. But I think I'm just going to run through this with you. And we will continue next time. Are you, you, do you want to receive it? You know, Oh, you know something? You say, the man that is blessed is the one that swears to his own head and changes not. That scripture just dawned on me. So we bring the service to a close. I promise something, and even though it will go to my own head, I will honor the promise. And I say, we are not going to be going over our time. But um, I want you to come here next week. God willing. I want you to come here next week because I am going to show you something. I am going to open your eyes to the wealth that you cannot even imagine. I say you cannot even imagine. If only you can place yourself and receive this wisdom. If only you can place yourself and receive this wisdom. Hallelujah. If only you can place yourself and receive this wisdom. You see, I as a pastor, I want to share these things with you. You know, it is said, it is said that one of the people who are not prosperous, one of the group of people who are not prosperous a lot are pastors. Because a lot of pastors also do not believe in tithing. And they don't pay tithe. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? They don't pay tithe. They don't, they don't, they don't give. And they don't pay tithe. But we are going to, we are going to, we are going to enter into this prosperity. We are going to tap into this prosperity. And do not believe, do not believe the wisdom of the world. I say, do not, do not interpret and understand this by the wisdom of the world. He says, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. And in the end, he says, bring you all your tithe. He says, he says, honor the Lord with everything that you have. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. We will bring the service to a close here, and I am going to continue with you. Our time is up. I don't want to extend our time. It's mysterious wisdom of God. It is mysterious wisdom of God. It is mysterious. Yes, we do not understand. We do not understand. But it's a mystery. Yes, we do not understand. We do not understand. It says God has used the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. We do not understand. We do not understand. And we do not want to understand with our own minds. It's a mystery. It's a mysterious wisdom of God. It's a mysterious wisdom of God. Oh, yes, it is the mysterious wisdom of God. It is the mysterious wisdom of God. It is the mysterious wisdom of God. Oh, yes. Lord, unveil our eyes to this great mystery. Unveil our eyes to this mystery. Unveil our eyes to this mystery. Open our eyes, oh God. 
Help us, O oh Lord. Let us not lean on our own understanding. We will not lean on our own understanding, but in all our ways. We say we will acknowledge him. 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 He said, but for the natural man, the natural man, he cannot receive the things of the wisdom of God. He cannot receive. Because they are foolishness unto him. They are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them. He cannot know them. But the spirit of God has revealed these things to us. The spirit of God has shown these things to us. Oh Lord, give us that faith to accept the wisdom. Give us the faith to receive this wisdom. To accept this wisdom. To receive this wisdom. The wisdom to build your house. The wisdom to receive the wisdom. The wisdom to receive that which does not make sense to us. Oh yes. He said, it's the mysterious wisdom of God. He said, this also is a mystery. He says, give and it shall be given unto you. He says, a full measure, press down, shake it together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. It shall overflow unto your laps. It shall overflow. This also is a wisdom. This also is a wisdom. It's the wisdom of God and it's mysterious. You cannot understand it with your own mind. You cannot understand it in your own wisdom. Oh, yes, Lord, help us not to understand it in our own wisdom. In our own wisdom. And it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the Oh, yes, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us to understand this mystery. Help us, help us to understand Jesus. this mystery. He said, it's not your will. It's not your will. He said, you wish above all else that we will prosper and be in health. You wish that is your wish, oh God. King of it is the deep wisdom of God. Lord. It is the deep wisdom of God. No one help us, oh Jesus. Help us to understand. You help us to understand this wisdom. Yes. Yes. Don't we all I have is yours. Every single breath. Yes. Yes. Not with our minds, oh I'll Jesus. Bring you more Not with our minds. He said, "Remember the words of our Lord Jesus. How he said, it is more blessed to give than required. to receive. Lord, help us to be at the receiving." At the giving end, you oh God, we have always desired to be at the receiving end. Through the but Lord, we bless ourselves today. Today, we bless ourselves in the giving end. Heart. That is why we bless ourselves. That is why we bless ourselves. I'm that is why we bless ourselves. We remove ourselves from the I don't have position to the giving end. It's all about it not make sense to us. We may not it's understand all it all, but Lord, it is your Jesus. word. And we accept I'm it. I'm sorry, yes. Lord, for the days I've made it. And it's all about you, Lord. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you. Yes. It's all about you. Yes, it's all about you. It's all about you. Sing with me, it's all about him. It's all about you, Lord. It's all about you, my God. It's all about you. 
I bring you more than a son. Bring you more than a son, Lord. More than a son. And you're looking into my heart. Into my heart. All about you, Jesus. It's all about you. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. Oh Lord, we are thankful this afternoon. We are grateful, oh Lord. You say you wish above all else that we will prosper and be in health. Even as our soul prosperous. Father, this way to prosperity is mysterious. For you say the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Oh, Jesus, give us that spiritual understanding this afternoon. Father, unveil our eyes, oh God. You say the God of this world has blinded our eyes. But this afternoon, oh God, unveil our eyes that we can receive the things of the Spirit of God. Father, you say this also is a mystery. You say it is more blessed to give than to receive. Father, in our own minds, we thought the more we keep, the more we keep, the more we pile, the more we hold on to ourselves. It is how much more we will get. But he says, the one that scatters, you enlarge as well. This also is a mystery. And the one that keepeth, his world becomes smaller and smaller. Oh, Jesus. For how long shall we be in this state? My Lord, deliver us. Take us away, oh God, from our don't have place. And place us in that you mindset of I have and I can give. My heart, my heart. For it's when we give so that we will receive. This also is a mystery. Lord, we thank you for revealing to us this great mystery. It is because you love us. We thank you, Lord. Help us to accept your word. Help us, oh Lord, to accept your word as a final authority. Help us, oh God, not to lean on our own understanding, but in all our ways, help us to acknowledge you. In our finances, help us to acknowledge you. We are thankful and we are blessed to be here this afternoon. We give you praise and we give you honor. We are thankful, oh God, that we are Christ and we belong to Jesus and we are considered the highest of Abraham. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for dying for us. We thank you for delivering us from the curse of harm. We thank you, Lord. For you say, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away and all things have become new. This afternoon, we have become brand new people. We have moved into the category of a place where we can give. We are thankful, Lord. 
May we not withhold anything that we can give. We thank you, Lord. We bless you in the name of Jesus. If there's anyone here this afternoon, you are not born again, you have not given your life to Jesus. If that is you, you are here this afternoon. You want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. Wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here, God bless you. God bless you. Anyone here this afternoon, you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. Anyone here like that? You want to come to Jesus. You want to receive Jesus. You say, Lord Jesus, I want to receive you as my personal Savior. If that is you, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? Why don't you all join? And let's say this prayer together. And say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. I am a sinner. This afternoon, I declare that you are the Son of God. You died for my sins. Lord Jesus, I believe that you rose again on the third day. Lord Jesus, please wash away all my sins with the blood that you shed on Calvary. This afternoon, I invite you to come into my life. I declare that I make you my Lord, my Savior. You are my King. You are my God. Satan, I will not serve you anymore. Jesus Christ is my Savior. Lord Jesus, please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. And um, if 